Hey, this is the Eric Bowling Podcast. I'm here with Alinda McLaughlin. Really, really good to have you. Glad you joined us. We want to thank our sponsor, Allegiance Gold, who are always, always spot on with everything that's going on in the markets, it with inflation and everything, everything we need to know with assets. In the meantime, folks, you know, we're on the verge of a full-blown war in the Middle East. Do you know what happens in war? Even the threat of war. Stocks, they get decimated. They decline, which is bad news for your IRA and your 401k. Recently, our own Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the U.S. can afford supporting two wars. Did you hear that? Janet Yellen says, oh, things are great. No problem. Let's support another war. No problem. Well, guess what? Israel and Ukraine, guess what? That's going to cost you. It's going to cost the market. The world is watching. How can we afford that? Our government has spent and continues to spend billions upon billions to help fund foreign wars and humanitarian aid, pushing us into so much debt that our debt has been downgraded for the first time ever. Our debt is downgraded. U.S. debt is less than perfect. Think about that, folks. See, the real war is against your wealth. Listen closely. You may love gold or you may hate it. I don't know. But take it from me. You need it. You need it in your portfolio and you need it now. Gold protects your retirement and allows you to have profit potential. Gold is a shield, a store of value, an insurance policy on your wealth from war and from all these economic uncertainties and an overzealous government that loves to spend your money, putting us further in debt. In addition to war, we're faced with Biden's disastrous inflationary fiscal policies, the Fed raising rates. Who haven't seen that? Printing more money just to stay afloat. Recent job cuts, increased bankruptcy filings, and not to mention oh, the R word, recession on its way. This war is upon us, attacking our wealth and what we've worked so hard for. The government, we're not looking out for you. We need you to look out for yourself. We need us to look out for ourselves. Protect your retirement, invest in gold, but do it only with the most trusted name in gold, Allegiance Gold, the only gold company I trust to protect my IRA. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust rating in the precious metals industry and, like me, is truly interested in building a long-term relationship. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwitheric.com today. Give them a call at 844-714-ERIC, E-R-I-C. That's 844-714-3742. Don't wait. Protect your retirement today. Call 844-714-ERIC and speak with one of Allegiance Gold's experts. They'll answer all your questions, help you protect what you've worked so hard for by getting you on the right financial path. The time is now, folks. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwitheric.com. Or call 844-714-ERIC. We all fall into one of two camps. There are those that believe Bidenomics is the way forward. And the rest of us who think that's a load of horse <laughs> You want to hear what really great economic ideas sound like? Want to see America back on the road to energy independence? Are you ready to say hell no to illegal immigrants and foreign nationals having any say in our prosperity? then you, my friend, are in the right place. This is the Eric Bowling Podcast. All right, here we are. Look, it's, it's another week, another another threat by the Hamas leader saying, um, you know, we October 7th when we slaughtered 1,400 people in Israel, 
and we might do it again and again and again until Israel's done. I, you know, we, Linda, good to see you, my friend. You as well. We've been talking about this for a while. Is this is this World War Three? Is this the start? I, you know, I keep saying I, it, it feels like, you know, think about this for a second. So Iran, their proxy armies are Hezbollah and Hamas. If we're going to wipe out Hamas, one of them, the bigger one, Hezbollah, if we start messing around there, Israel and the United States, Iran probably couldn't could get involved. But notice who's very quiet, China, Russia. This is playing into their plan. They have a, they have, China has all the money in the world. Russia has all the oil in the world. Iran has the biggest army to to protect all three of them. I don't know. It's getting scary out there, Linda. Getting scary. I have to say, I just, it helps me sleep at night knowing that we have a task force for Islamophobia. Correct. Yesterday. I tell you, it really, um, talk about being at the epicenter of the crux of the problem. Well done. Right, right, right. Well done, Pamela. Good job. Timing. It's a total self-awareness, lack lack thereof. I tell Um, you. But you know what it probably is, is they realize that their base has decided that they're pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine, and and they don't want to alienate the base going into an election year. And guess what we are? We're less than 52 weeks away from the election. I'll tell you what, I wish it was tomorrow. I wish it was tomorrow because I tell you what, if it was tomorrow, we could get our country back. I really am strongly feeling at this point. So I'll digress for two seconds. They had this guy last night charge the nuclear plant in South Carolina, shoot up the security guards, take his car, ram it into the gates of our nuclear plant. In South Carolina, it was covered nowhere. No one's talking about it. Oh, and by the way, the guy who wanted to charge and had the gun and did all the things, he's at large. We don't know where he is. Mm. So I'm like, oh, that sounds like a peaceful protest. I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, maybe, you know. Maybe he, uh, he snuck through the border, southern border. Yeah, with the other a random six, guy six in South Carolina in the middle of the that? night. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? We talk about how many people we apprehend at the border. I've been to the border 20 times. You probably have been to the border 20 times. You talk to border agents and you ask them, what percent do we stop? What percent of the drugs do we stop? Zero. The people, it's like close to 1%. Yep. Close to one. one someone will tell you two. But the, the, to, to a border agent, to a T, they're mm-hmm. under 2% of mm-hmm. everything coming across is what they catch. So think about that. Whatever they're catching, mm-hmm. 98%. Six, 60 times more is getting through. It's incredible. It's like a, just a wild west. And, and man, just see what's going on in the Middle East. I mean, I'm sorry, Europe with all the Middle East. Oh, my God. Europe. We're, we're the next. We're, we're next in line. Well, they always say Europe is sort of the precursor to what happens here. So six months to a year later, we see everything they're seeing, right? Because everything's happening there because they're all connected and it's much easier to travel between. You know, we have the beauty of being isolated by oceans. So the bottom line is now, and, and this is the famous question that even when I'm in New York City, when I'm in my office and I ask people when I see them, you know, there's like these delivery guys and they're all on these little mopeds or Vespas or whatever. And it literally looks like something straight out of like little Haiti. And the one day I went up to them in true reporter fashion. I'm like, let me ask you guys something. Anybody speak English? You guys good? And one guy spoke English. So how'd you get here? He goes, I took a bus. I said, oh yeah, where are you from? He goes, Haiti. I said, oh, you took a bus from Haiti? <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, no, mama. I said, okay, how'd you get here from Haiti? He goes, well, first the man came to me and he offered me money to come to the United States. I said, oh, really? The man came? 
what did the man look like? He goes, ah, he's like white like you, you know, like a regular guy. I go, "Uh uh-huh. So some regular white dude showed up in Haiti, paid a bunch of Haitians a bunch of money to get on a boat, to get on a train, to get on a bus, to sit on a Vespa and do DoorDash? I don't understand. I'm like, okay. Nobody thinks this is weird. Nobody's going, hmm, that seems odd. Just hold this backpack. <laughs> I'll just you know Like, seriously, can you carry this for me while I get your Mexican food? Well, I mean, what the hell is going on? I'll catch you right on the other side of the board. Over here. I'll, I'll meet you right over there across the street on the U.S. side. And this is the thing that I keep saying to people. I'm like, there is a part of all of this that, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, it's one person's opinion, right? It, there's just no common sense. If I, there was a young guy and I don't have his name in front of me. So forgive me for not, pro, not uh, attributing this to you, but I've gotten this text about a thousand times. I don't know if you got it. This young man who went out with the Hamas charter, the petition. Did you see this? No. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. I got to send this to you. So this guy has a Hamas charter and it has all the tenets of what it is to be pro Hamas, pro Islam, hate the Jews, hate the Christians, all the infidels, or as they call them, kafirs in, you know, uh, in the in the Quran. So they start reading off the tenets, these women who are standing there saying pro-Palestine, free Palestine, you know, all this stuff. They said, so um, if you could just sign this petition, here's a few things. Um, you have to be willing to stone a woman. Yeah. Uh, women can't, uh, they can't show their eyes. Uh, they can't show anything uh, above their toes. And this woman's like, I'm not signing that. He's like, but you're wearing a free Palestine shirt. Yeah. She's like, what? He's like, well, these are the, this is the charter of Hamas. Yeah. This like, and I mean, he went to so, and he used a different point. That's good. Every single yeah, time. That's good. And I tell you what, it was amazing. And they were all like, let me see that. He's like, you have to, you have to be, uh, you have to be willing to hate women, uh, all Jews, all Christians. And the guy's like, I am Christian. He's like, okay, so if you could just uh, disown your family and convert, right. are you willing to do that? What? I mean, these people, and this is why I go back to the same old, same old. You're clearly being paid by somebody. Right. There was a Craigslist ad, a backstory ad somewhere that said, hey, sign up here for $50, $20 an hour. If you're flipping burgers, come walk and hold a picket sign. The sign could say whatever. They don't give a shit. Did you see the, um, the, tra- the trans rabbi Jew who disrupted the Biden speech the other day. Turns you, lost out, me. you lost me a trans Biden Jewish. I got I'm ra- lost. Jewish rabbi. Yeah. Trans Biden Jewish rabbi. You got to see her. This guy who's her. Them. Yeah. He goes, it's, it's hysterically. He disrupts a, a Biden speech in California saying, for, you know, stop the genocide, stop the, you know, ethnic cleansing of, of Gaza. The rabbi. Turns out they figured it out, trailed him, figured out what it was. He's a one of the Soros funded um, groups was paying him, her to do this. It's insane. It's crazy. Trans rabbi Jewish woman demanding Biden tell Israel to stop fighting back. See, here's my thing. Crazy. I feel very strongly about this. You don't have to believe what I believe. That's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe anything you believe either. And I also am not signing up to learn all of your your pronouns and your acronyms and the things you need to be called before I say hello. I'm just not going to talk to you. So you go do you, whatever that is. And if you could just stay out of my way, that would be great. And I'll stay out of yours. And we'll all go back to doing what's normal, which is 
I'm going to live my life and you go live your life. Stop telling me what's doing. I'll stop telling you what to do. You don't mess with puppies and babies and we're good. We're all set. In that order? or In no. that order. <laughs> Kidding. But I tend to agree with you. As a, as a mother of four, I can tell you honestly, the one thing I say to all my kids' teachers is the same thing every time. I'm like, listen, you are here to teach this subject. If my child comes home talking to me about anything else, then this subject, I am going to be a problem for you. You're going to talk to me a lot. I'm very involved. I read all their homeworks. I know what they're doing. I ask them every day, what do you got today? What do you got tomorrow? What's going on? And one day my daughter comes home and she says to me, oh, today all the teachers were wearing a button. I said, what did the button have? She said, oh, it had a a QR code. I said, for what? She goes, a website so that we could teach ourselves how to pleasure ourselves. What? Mm Mm-hmm. So I said to her, I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Now, my, my daughter, God bless her, is a sweetheart and in student government and is like, um, I'm good. Thank you very much. The teachers are wearing the buttons and it's like, you have a right to a safe space to explore yourself. So I get to the principal. That used to be illegal, going? I think. Yes. And I'm like, I'm not sure what you consider pedophilia, but I'm pretty sure teachers wearing buttons telling kids how to masturbate that are freshmen in high school. I'm sorry. The, you know, people have been around for a long time. I have no doubt as teenagers they will figure it out. They do not need help from their teacher. They have – you took the time to make a button? They're groomers. They're groomers. They're groomers. Yeah. And, we'll, and we sit around. And, we, and we're the domestic terrorists being – We're crazy. I'm a crazy yeah. person. Oh, she's a crazy person. There's a crazy mom. Yeah, you got the FBI like probably listening to this podcast. Oh, forget about it. They're like, oh, there's it's just Linda. She's fine. We yeah, we know her. We've seen her a few times. She's on YouTube. It's fine. It's good. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I'm like, you know, it was the same thing with the damn masks. And then I see the liberals. Did you see the Bill Maher episode? It's Cuomo. And uh oh, I can't think of the other liberal's name. It doesn't matter, but he's sitting there and he goes, you know, what we really need is a little grace need some grace and some understanding about what we were going through. None of us knew what was happening. So we need grace. And I'm like, we get this straight. Cuomo let all those people die in all those nursing homes, lock the schools up, masked up everybody. Nobody knew nothing. Now you got criminals still wearing a mask and they can wear it because they say they're protecting themselves from COVID-19. And this is, we, we need grace. We need oh, hell no, brother. Uh-uh. You need to go sit in a cell somewhere and, and contemplate yeah, we, your grace. They, they were having people fired for not wearing a mask. They were having people yeah, fired it's... from their medical jobs and their and their law enforcement jobs for not getting a, a, a vaccine that is turning out to be Listen, at best ineffective and at worst deadly. Uh, it, I'm they, telling you right now. They this, want grace now. Now I'll give them grace. because This mass lawsuit is a real thing. People are in this mass lawsuit. They're doing this civil litigation. They need however many signatures, and they've got thousands more than what they need. And they are going at it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, are they really going to get held accountable? Because here's the one thing they don't want, right? So you have the civil litigation, and they want X amount of dollars because they have to put a numerical value down. But at the end of the day, what the people doing the civil litigation really want is the exposure. They want to go through the whole process of deposition. They want disclosure. They want to see all those documents. Yep. And at the end of the day, I believe they want, yep. let's settle discovery. this. Yeah, they want discovery. Oh, my God. Discovery is where everything happens. Absolutely. So I'm like, 
I hope to God that this gets where it's going. Because when they see what this really is, oh my God, forget about it. I'm like myocarditis. Everybody said we were crazy. I'm like, I'm sorry. 15 year old, perfectly healthy young men are dying on basketball courts all over the country, right. football fields, baseball fields. And everybody's like, oh yeah, COVID. Oops. Yeah. We made a mistake. What? Oopsies. Oops. Anyways, yeah. I'll get off my soapbox about everything I hate about how they're treating our youth. Cause you know, I'm just a domestic terrorist here, you know, protecting our children. I never thought in my life that I would be when I said, you know, gas is too expensive and we should let our kids be kids. And, um, yeah, I, I I don't think we should let terrorists in the border, and I'm crazy. Do you, you know how scary it is right now for, for this, this many people? A friend of mine, she's got two, she has a son and a daughter who are in high school, and she's very worried about where she's going to send her kids to college. She's looking right. and she's saying, like, these people are pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas. I'm, mm-hmm. all over. I'm like, well, you know, there's probably some, some middle-of-the-road colleges. Now, I haven't really looked into colleges, obviously, for a while. Um, yeah. I, I didn't have an answer for it. I'm like, no. no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No. Where you, it's not, it's, it used to be just the Ivy League insane liberal institutions, mm-hmm. the, the breeding ground for liberalism. But now it's like it's becoming everywhere. Everyone's jumping on yeah. to the anti, anti-Semitic tropes. And, yeah. and, and everything – they've divided the country and everything they, they don't like about us. They, yeah. They've moved that out of, out of, uh, out of the, the institutions, the college institutes, the universities. So where do you send your kids without them becoming indoctrinated? Where do you go? I think the real question that I have is, is college even worth it? Would my kid make more money as an electrician, as a plumber? Yeah, but your kid will kick your ass because college is fun and that's what it is. The four-year I mean, I never went to regular college. I went to night school. I was too poor and I did all my degrees at night, my MBA and everything. I went to school at night while working all day. So my experience is very different from most. Right. And the one thing I said, you know, I've got a junior in college. I got a senior in high school who's going to college next year. You know, my youngest is eight. But, you know, I've got the spectrum here, right, of all ages. And I was saying to my junior in college the other day, I'm like, how are you doing? Like, how is it on campus? And he goes, they're freaking insane. Yeah. He's like, they're, they're, he goes, we have one guy walking his friend on a leash because she identifies as a dog. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, she's wearing fur. And walking on her hands and knees, I'm like, oh, okay. And, and wow. people accept. And, and I, I had a friend who told me his son, son or son, I think, was in middle school. And there's a kid in the class who identifies as, oh boy, a pen. So he comes into class, a pen, like a pen, big pen, pen. Comes into class, he lays stiff on the ground on the floor of the classroom until the bell rings, and then he gets up and walks to the next class and. And they let this shit happen. I mean, they're letting this. Sh- we are. Be- forget the military becoming soft and pronoun hunkered down and worried about pronouns while the rest of the world is kicking our ass and getting ready. To- yeah. Our kids are just mush. They're, they're weak. They're soft. They're hard. They're, they're weak. They're. F- you look at these people. They're so. St- you can blow them in their direction. They they freak out and get get. I'm. Um, Aggrieved. It's incredible mm-hmm. what we're doing. I don't know how you survive. How society survives. How do you I have that? never, ever in my life, and I said this to my my little guy the other day, who's eight, and he's all boy, and he's hysterical. And he said to me the other day, he goes, "You know, mommy, I I, w- I was playing with my Nerf guns the other day, and my my friend said he's not allowed to play with Nerf guns." And I said, "Why?" Oh, his his mommy says guns are, are evil. I said, "Sweetheart, I'm going to tell you something." <laughs> 
It's going to be a lesson you're going to have for the rest of your life. Guns are fine. People are evil. Yeah. I said back in the early 1900s and 1800s, everybody taught their children how to use a gun when they were seven and eight years old. And I said, and they knew how to protect their home and load and unload and clean and do all these things. And now it's like, you know, we take all of our children to, you know, gun safety class. They've all shot a gun. They all know how to properly shoot a gun. You know, like they know how to protect themselves, but they're trained in in gun safety. Normal people, common sense people better know how to protect yourself because. And that's the thing. Who knows when, when the. The fifty when it's coming here. nut jobs become sixty or seventy and decide that the twenty-five or thirty percent of normal people with common sense are wrong and they want to come and just up Well, I mean, body. look at Israel, right? So Israel's a perfect example of that. All of these people had safe rooms in their houses. There was no warning that this was coming. Right. right. And these people came in armed and dangerous. So, you know, Israel is the democracy in the Middle East. How are these morons in in Congress, Elon Omar and and uh, oh my god, yeah, how are they calling this ethnic cleansing of Gaza when the fucking charter for the Quran is to ethnically cleanse the world if you're not a, 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 a true believer of Muhammad? That is you know, ethnic cleansing. What they did to Israel was an attempt to ethnically cleanse the region, but mm-hmm. somehow retaliation and teaching them a lesson: don't fucking do it again. Yeah. Well, that becomes the ethnic cleanse. Get out of here. I will tell you. So this is a funny sidebar story. I had an event at my house uh, for the kiddos for Halloween. Had about 58 to 10 year olds here. A lot of fun. Okay. (laughs) So I hire (laughs) and and it poured rain all day and all the activities were outside. So needless to say, it was a day. But putting that all to the side for a minute, I hired this uh, contraption, which I had in my backyard. And two guys came to work it and we got to talking. And the one guy was Palestinian. And I said, oh, tough times for you, huh? And he looked at me and he was like, yeah. So anyways, we go throughout the day and I take them out food. I tell them where the bathroom is. We're doing snacks and stuff like this. And the guy says to me, he goes, you are the, the nicest client we've ever had. Like no one ever okay. does anything. I still us. have to kill you though. <laughs> right? So they somehow we got to talk about what we do or whatever it is and this and that. And so, you know, I, I just said I work in media and news and stuff like that. And he goes, uh. He goes, oh, that's why you know so much about Palestine and, and Israel. I said, well, to be clear, I said, I've read the Quran twice in English and I studied it in my master's degree and I actually did a whole dissertation on it. So I have a better understanding of the Quran than probably most infidels. So he starts laughing. And I said, I'd love to know your thoughts on what's happening in, in Palestine. And um, he started to tell me and his whole face changed. And it was so clear to me that this person had been indoctrinated. He's like, they stole the land from us. We must kill every Jew. That's the way it has to be. But I, these people are crazy. They can't go and do all the things they're doing. He's like, you know, when I see a Jewish person, I think in my head, you know, I hate that person. I want to murder them. But I don't shout it at them out my window. And I'm like. Yeah. Uh, kids, uh, contraption so, is off limits for the rest of the night. And I'm just like looking at him. So I go to him. I go, well. Why do you think that the land belongs to Palestine? And he goes, the 1948 Accords, you know, and I said, "Mm." and he goes, and you go back into, you know, uh, the the story of the Quran. And we understand. I was like, I know the prophet of Muhammad and the second prophet will come and he will be the father and the son. I understand. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, I'm like, yes, I, I know what your book says. I said, I'm curious why you don't understand what happened in 1967 in the 80s when we talk about land for peace. 
I said, so when the Israel when the Israelis gave back, gave back land to Gaza and to the Palestinians with their agreement in the Charter of Hamas, why did Hamas agree for peace if it wasn't the if it wasn't what they wanted? And he got really quiet. And I'm like, how do you feel about that? And he's well, they had no choice. I'm like, what do you mean? Why didn't they have a choice? I said, let me ask you something else. I said, do you know that only 7% of Palestine's water comes from Israel? And he looks at me and he goes, what? I said, you have a full water filtration system. They just never finished building it because they used it for the tunnels. And he's like, that's not true. I'm like, isn't it? I said, what about all the horticultural centers? I'm like, do you remember what happened with those in the 90s? He's like, no. I'm like, they burned them to the ground because they were touched by Jews. And he just was like looking at me and I'm like, he has never heard this, right? The other guy was from Lebanon. He was from Palestine. They live in freaking New Jersey, right? And they're talking to me and all they care about is getting back to their people in their homeland and spreading the word of Allah. That's they don't, that's And they don't know anything about history, politics, uh, land for peace trades, any of the, I mean, I look at history and, and the food markets that were given in the West Bank over to the Palestinians. And they, I mean, they burned everything because it was touched by Jews. And I'm like, do you know any of this? And he looked at me and he's like, no. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm not telling you whose side I'm on, Israel or Palestine. But what I will tell you is that you only have one side of the story. And I would invite you to, to read a book. But not brought to you. The Their book that they read well, is Brian, and it's it's the end all for for all of us. It doesn't matter what it, what yes. that there there might be a, an intelligent alternative, but they, it's they're fanatics. That's what it is. They're Islamic fanatics. Actually, that's very well said. They're fanatics. That's actually the best word, and it's underused because that's what it is. You're so ingrained in whatever it is, yep. you're not even able to hear the other side. Yep. And when someone shows you the other side, you say it's not true. And I'm just like, what? Why? Which is why my idea is the best idea to give Gaza, eradicate Hamas, give Gaza to Egypt. Too bad they don't want it. It's yours. Keep the peace in the region. Tell them to shut the fuck up just and and survive and live and thrive. You're not on Israel uh, land anymore, Israeli land anymore. It's not your land. It's Gaza. It's uh, Egypt's land. Egypt. We don't care what you think. You're going to be taken care of. We'll pay a billion, whatever, X mm. amount of dollars. Just keep the freaking peace. You're a, you're a police state to, to the Gaza Strip. You, you right. own it. It's on you, Egypt. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. And I think to your point, it's pretty obvious that they don't. I mean, they won't even take the refugees. You know, right. Jordan. They don't want it, but too bad. too bad. And I'm like, oh, so you know as well as we know. Oh, right. Everybody knows they're fanatics. No, we don't want those. Right. They're nuts. They're radicalized. They're going to come up in your grill and blow some shit up. And now you got Pakistan sending back all of the Afghani refugees to Afghanistan, to the Taliban. So all the people that escaped the Taliban, when, when Joey left all the SIV holders and the Afghan supporters of America, when he abandoned them, now that the ones that escaped... Pakistan is sending back to the Taliban in some kind of weird agreement. I'm like, what? So I'm like, well, they can eradicate refu- real refugees, but we can't get rid of all of these people, known terrorists, whether they're from Sengali, Somalia, 
you know, Syria. And oh, by the way, I got here on a bus. Okay. From three. From three. <laughs> Okay. Very well, long. The bus trip. was on a boat, so give yeah. him give him a little bit of you know. You know here. I got bus, minor detail. The bus on a boat, and they got you. I I feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm like, guys, what are we talking about? Come on. In any event, all right. I know you got to go. You got some things to do. Always a good talk. Yes, always good talk, and we'll do it again very soon. Linda, really good talking to you. Very quickly, interest rates stayed the same this week. The Fed held them, which everyone thinks now that may have been the top interest rate for maybe the near foreseeable future. I don't. I think it's, interest rates have to continue up. We have an over overly overheated uh, employment market. Oh, my God. Spending like sailors. We're, we're putting ourselves into debt to combat to combat the, that inflation, both of those are inflationary. To compete against that, you have to raise rates. Raising rates means the value of dollars drops when that happens. The only the only asset, the only asset in the world that makes sense are tangible assets. I'll say it again: you got to own gold, and if you can put crude oil in your swimming pool, you should do it, <laughs> and you'll be you'll be fine. Well, we thank Allegiance as always for sponsoring the podcast, and that's the only place you should get your gold. That's so good luck. And uh, we'll see you next week. Okay, Linda. Bye. Bye, everybody.